We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. So the LA Rams will be the number two seed. They finish 13 and 3, a 13 win season for the third time in franchise history. I've been dreaming this my whole life. This don't have you. Yeah. It's time to put in the work. Yeah. Every man going dominate, boys. Offense, defense, special team. Let's go. What are we talking about? Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Palm here with Josh Kolak on another wonderful day. We're a week away from the draft, and we have a lot going on. The schedule came out last night. We have a mock draft to get to. We have an interview here with a nice prospect. It's a good night for us. It's a really good night for us to talk some football and hopefully <laughs> get you excited for the draft, among other things. All right, so before we move on, Josh, how you doing, dude? I'm good. How are you, Derek? I'm doing well. I have a nice beer here. 
to celebrate the Mother Report's release. That's all the politics you're going to get from us tonight, folks. None. Watch. <laughs> Swig a beer, and I'm done. No politics. None of that jazz. Okay? We do want to remind you, folks, that we are available anywhere podcasts can be found, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker. You can also find our podcast listed with Clutch Points. They feature an awesome app that puts loads of NBA and NFL information at your fingertips. Check them out at clutchpoints.com or download the app. Also, this is big because we've got a contest underway. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review in iTunes. It really helps us out. Right now, we have another contest going where you, the one lucky winner will get a $75 gift ticket to NFLshop.com. Once we get to that massive 205 star review plateau, this is how it works. Go over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, send us an email at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com with a copy of your entry so we know who to reward. We'll also read your feedback on the show, which reminds me I have a couple to read this week. Oh, and by the way, don't forget the other shows in the network, Rams Uncensored, Butting Heads, and soon Norm Hightower's new show, which will be breaking down film. We were, he and I just sat down this week and talked about it. Actually, before I forget, let me get you that feedback, because that was kind of neat. That was kind of neat. All right, so this is from Joe Siegel, and he wrote on his feedback for us, Rams Talk Radio is just what I need to get Rams football fix throughout the week they have endless knowledge of the rams organization and an even better take on other teams in the league good stuff oh so you even have a take i'm gonna say even better take i read that wrong even have a take on other teams in the league that's right the rams talk tour in the league is coming we start doing those recordings on the 29th that's coming real soon dude you be part of that or not you be, you be part of that i'll be part of that part i'll of be that? happy to it's you know it's pretty neat huh i, I think it's yeah neat. Because it's something to do and talk about. Okay, and Victor. Victor Aldaco, he sent us a nice review as well. Here's what he had to say. He actually likes, he actually really likes Rams Uncensored. But he loves his love the pod. Always full of great, useful content. Don't waste your time with random stuff that has nothing to do with Rams or football. Great listener for Rams fans. Doesn't waste time. Wasn't, oh, doesn't waste your time with random stuff that has nothing to do with the Rams or football. Well, we're going to do a little bit of Nothing to do with the Rams when we talk about Torah in the league. But a lot of those guys are opponents of the Rams this season. We already have the Ravens guy booked for next week. Not this week, but next week. So I'm pretty excited about the tour. The tour is a great time for us to meet with different uh, different podcasters. And uh, it's totally a blast. So looking forward to that. Okay. All that jazz is out of the way. We're back to our mock draft. We left off with the Tennessee Titans. Just to give you a quick rundown of how things were picked. The Arizona Cardinals at number one took Kyler Murray. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers took Nick Bosa. Number three, the New York Jets took Josh Allen as a defensive end. Oakland Raiders took Quinn Williams, defensive line. Devin White, the linebacker. The edge, actually, edge linebacker. Went to Tampa Bay. New York Giants took Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. The Jacksonville Jaguars took Noah Fant from Iowa. Detroit Lions took Montez Sweat, edge. Buffalo Bills took Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle from Houston. Denver Broncos got their quarterback, Drew Locke, from Missouri. Jonah Williams, tackle goes to Cincinnati Bengals. Jaywan Taylor goes to the Green Bay Packers. The Miami Dolphins get Christian Wilkinson. All of us Rams fans don't just went, aww. He get him. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons get Cleveland Farrell. We go, aww. Okay, Washington Redskins get DK Metcalf, the wide receiver. Dalton Risner, one of our favorites, goes to the Carolina Panthers. The New York Giants, with their next pick, gets Nikhil Henry, wide receiver. And the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings take Cody Ford, offensive lineman. That takes us to the 19th pick. 
And this one, once I saw the opening there, it was an easy get. At 19, the Tennessee Titans take. Man, that is a TTNT. <laughs> blew my tongue out of the water. That was a tongue twister for sure. I, I, I barely even touched the beer, man. <clears throat> sure, yeah, that's like the beer. Yeah, you're 12 deep. Oh my aren't gosh, you? I'm just. I don't know if it's just I'm excited to podcast. It's been a few days or what, but I'm just ready to roll and I'm just getting twisted all in the process of it. The Tennessee Titans take tight end T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa. That's my pick. They need tight end help there. Probably the best tight end in the draft for receiving. He's the guy you want to get. I know Noah Fant went earlier, but he's more of a you know utility block guy with some receiving. TJ Hawkinson will get all the receiving in for you. It's an easy pick if you're a Titans fan. You've already you know seen a couple guys leave. This guy is your young guy coming in to help out Marcus Mariota or any whoever wise up being a quarterback there. Because I'm not really sold on Marcus Mariota anymore as as injured as he's been. So there you go, 19th pick. Tennessee Titans go with TJ Hawkinson from Iowa. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, good fit. Always, always good to get quarterbacks, big, big targets. Tight ends are, you know, often a safety blanket for quarterbacks. And I don't know, I wouldn't really call Marcus Mariotti a young quarterback at this point. But I mean, he's still, he's still a relatively young quarterback. Hasn't quite proven himself yet to be the prospect that he was drafted to be. Uh, getting him a, a nice tight end with some good size, good receiving ability. He can block as well. Comes from Iowa. I think that that's a really good pick for them. All right, ready for your pick? Yep, I'm ready. So with the 20th pick in the draft, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting safety Jonathan Abram out of Mississippi State. Steelers really like to run a lot with uh, three safeties, and uh, I think Jonathan Abram is one of the best, one of the best in the draft. A lot of people think he's more of a strong safety. I personally think he can cover a lot better than people give him credit for. I think he definitely fits the brand of football the Steelers like to play on defense. So, yeah, let me know what you think. I like the pick. I like the pick. I would have thought maybe you go linebacker there or a defensive end. But, honestly, they need safety help. I would I would say it's a good pick, especially with the Browns loading up on offense in the passing game. That's a good pick to get. All right, so my turn. The Seattle Seahawks at 21. I had several options outlined here, but one thing really just stood out to me. And See, the Seahawks, what they do is right now they run the ball, and they've managed to get away with a lack of receiver help for years. And I really strongly consider Marquise Brown from Oklahoma here. But honestly, that defense is is now built except for one position. They just lost that guy. His name is Earl Thomas. And so with this pick, I'm taking Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, safety from Florida. It'll help fill a need. He's athletic. He'll provide some good youth and vitality up in that secondary. I just think that right now it's a fit to try and replace somebody you really can't replace, but do the best you can to fill a gap. That's who I'm going with. Thoughts? I like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He's a prospect that I'm, I'm really, really sold on. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't mention Nasir Adderley. Uh, I think that as far as like player comp-wise, I think he fits Earl Thomas uh, the best. But yeah, I definitely like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think he'd be a really great fit. Hope that he doesn't actually end up in Seattle because I don't want to face him. Fair enough, fair enough. Baltimore Ravens at 22, you ready? Yep, so with the 22nd pick, I've got the Baltimore Ravens selecting wide receiver from Ole Miss, A.J. Brown. Uh, I think A.J. Brown is a bigger-bodied receiver. I think that he can work outside. I think he can work in the slot. 
I think that he fits the mold of receiver that the Ravens like. I thought about Marquise Brown here, but they haven't really used a whole lot of speedy, smaller receivers. They tend to draft bigger-bodied receivers. So that's why I went with A.J. Brown. I would have thought they went with Marquise Brown, honestly. His deep threat that Lamar Jackson needs. So I'm really surprised. I also get Marquise Brown's coming off an injury. So your pick's a good pick. That's definitely a need the Ravens have. So let's see if it works out for them. All right, at 23, the Houston Texans have some serious needs on the offensive line. I've been going back and forth on this one as well. I had in my mind Garrett Bradbury, interior lineman from NC State. Andre Dillard from uh, from Washington State is the offensive tackle. Honestly, though, if you're trying to protect your quarterback, you go Andre Dillard here. Make sure you get yourself a tackle who will be out there immediately starting. A guy who will block for Deshaun Watkins for the next 10 years. So my pick is Andre Dillard, offensive tackle, Washington State. And here's hoping that Watkins can stay healthy this year. Yeah, I definitely like Dillard. Uh, I think that he's a really good pass blocker, and I think that that's going to really help a guy like Deshaun Watson. Offensive line, you can't really go wrong. It's not a sexy pick, but man, like if you want to help out a young quarterback, find him targets or find him protection. So, and he's already got some some weapons there. So, I think that going offensive line is a good good strategy, and I think Andre Dillard's a really good pick. Well, they're saving his career. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn him into David Carr. David Carr syndrome took place where. Oh, oh, Houston, that's right. Yeah, save this guy's career. Watkins is a serious talent. You want to save his career, so go get him the, the left tackle he needs. Oakland Raiders, here we go. You're up. All right, so with the 24th pick in the draft, the Raiders got this pick from the Chicago Bears in the Khalil Mack trade, and I've got the Raiders. I've, I've got a couple different guys here that could really fit a lot of good talent still on the board that would be excellent picks for them. They've already covered their front seven right now. They got... Antonio Brown in free agency, so they've kind of got some weapons there for Derek Carr. I think with the 24th pick, the Raiders go cornerback from LSU, Greedy Williams. think that he's he's a really talented corner, can do a lot of things really well. Um, I, I, I think that as a prospect, he's a guy who some people are high on, some people aren't as high on. Ultimately, I think that they feel like he's a really good fit for their defense and uh, covers the back end really well. Solid pick. Can't complain when it comes to cornerbacks in this league anymore, especially when you're in the same division as Kansas City. It's a good pick. Phillip Rivers is in your division. Cornerback help definitely needs. So just to recap, folks, at number 19, the Titans take tight end TJ Hawkinson from Iowa. The Pittsburgh Steelers at 20 take Jonathan Abram. 21, the Seattle Seahawks take Chauncey Gardner-Johnson safety from Florida. 22, I'll let you say this name again because I forgot to write it down. I'm a, I'm a horrible, I know. Go. <laughs> Wide receiver Ole Miss, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. 23, Houston Texans take Andre Dillard from Washington State. And at 24, Greedy Williams, cornerback LSU. There we go. We now will finish off the mock, the mock draft with our Easter edition of the podcast. Okay, folks, before we move on, we do want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, 
Jim Hawk. Most of us are practically addicted to anything Los Angeles Rams. Well, if you want to learn more about the Rams' history with a bit of personal touch, check out Jim Hawk's Hollywood team, Grit Glamour, in the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out the story of his father and team played for an era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. Read up players like Norm Van Brocklin, Elway, Crazy Hurst, Tom Frears, and Les Richter in this story spanning the 1950s Los Angeles. Rams. You can find Hawks book online at hollywoodsteam.com and on Twitter at hollywoodsteam. It's available both in hardback and electronic form at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You can find Hollywoodsteam also through various other booksellers on the internet. By the way, if you like the paperback, it's out September 6th. Look for that. And all proceeds go to Homeboy Industries, a charity that works to get people out of gangs and back to being worthy Wonderful members of society. It's a great charity. Go out there and support both Jim Hawk's book and Homeboy Industries. All right. So we have our interview here with Ranheen Bingham from Arkansas State. He was a very interesting guy defensive end, has a unique path to the NFL. We want to give you a chance just to hear a little bit about him. He's probably going to be a late pick, if not an undrafted free agent. We'll see where teams see him. But Definitely interesting interview. Here we go. It's our interview with Ronheen Bingham. Okay, I am here with Ronheen Bingham Edge from Arkansas State. Ronheen, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Uh, just been rehabbing, been, you know, trying to get my knee in order, and just been trying to just work on the project and just continue to go. How, how you doing? I, I, it's a wonderful night for interview, man. I'm glad to talk to you, and I'm hearing some good things about you. Our guy Josh is really, really high on you, so you know I can't wait to get into your brain a little bit and talk some football. Oh man, this is, I'm excited to be on be on the way to y'all, man. I'm glad y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me. Well, you just mentioned your knee. I, I was saving that question for later in the interview, but since you already mentioned, let's go ahead and get get out of the way. You suffered a knee injury in December. So how's the recovery going, and do you believe at all this could hurt your draft stock or anything like that? Uh, honestly, like, uh, when it happened, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, a lot of things were going through my mind, but I just understood, like, you know, it happens. It's not like how it used to be, you know, a couple years ago where they didn't know what to do when you tear something like this or when you hurt your knee. They don't know how how, how long it's going to be till you get back. So I've been rehabbing and just, you know, working on the process. It's been going great. It just take you know, it it just it has its days, but you just gotta push through it and that's what I've been trying to do. Okay, so Phillipson, what exactly is the injury on your knee? Uh my MCL. Okay, the MCL and, and the doctor telling you in terms of the recovery time, how long is it gonna be until you're hundred percent and go? Uh every all, all of them are saying June. So they're just trying to just make sure, you know, when the time comes that I'm 100% and I can move and be able to. That's the, the time frame. So we're just trying to just make sure we stay on track with that. Hmm, June. You know, that happens to be before July. Before, you should be fine for training camp. I think, I think we're good to go, right? Oh, man, I didn't have a team. Give me the opportunity, man. We're just going to just, you know, trust and just when the time comes, you know, we don't like to put everything here, we're just going to keep working, and when the time comes, man, we're going to do everything probably to be ready. Well, you know, that, that's all you can do. So help us get to know you a little bit. You know, how did you get started in the game of football, and when did you realize that you had the potential to play in the NFL one day? It's always been, like, 
uh, one of those things that it was just an outlet uh, to get away from all the things that were happening in my neighborhood where I was from. So when I would do it, I'd just go out there and just be so passionate about the game. And one day, uh, just a lot of coaches started to notice that, that passion that I had for the game at a young age. But uh, I felt like when I truly got my opportunity was my 10th grade year when everybody really started taking me seriously and just backing behind me, and I just really fell in love with it even more. And you eventually went on to community college. Tell mm-hmm. us the story there. How did that happen where you went to community college? And, you know, what did you learn at you know, Hutchinson? At Hutchinson, man, uh, when I when I first went there, man, going to Kansas, leaving from South Carolina, it was a, it was a crazy road trip, man. I, rode, I got off the plane in Kansas City. And I had to take like a, I missed in, I didn't know uh, Kansas City and Wichita was like so far away from each other. So I, it was like two hours. So I had to get on like a bus and ride all the way back to Hutchinson. And, but it was a, when I got off that bus, man, it was like a group of us. We had a great time. It was just, we just grabbed some words each other because we was from different backgrounds. I played with guys like Alvin Kamara, Kyle Wilson, uh, you know, different types of guys like that. Cordell Patterson being one that came out there and visit, you know, just to talk to us. And he's from South Carolina as well. And it just went when it was just fun. We 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 just got out there every day, and uh, you know I was blessed to get an opportunity to get offered by Arkansas State and Colorado and all those schools, and they was, they they bought interest in me. Uh, and I just decided to go to Arkansas State because Coach Early, man, he he teaches you know great technique and his D line U, and it's 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 built off family. So I just wanted to come there and just continue to do what I love to do, and I'm thankful Arkansas State gave me the chance. Just to back up for a minute, you went the unusual route, you know, for most guys going to the NFL these days. You went through, through through JUCO to another smaller school. How did it wind up happening that you wound up at community college? Uh, what happened was uh, coming when I was my high school or whatever, man. It just was based like we didn't know we did, our education wasn't as well, and I didn't really, you know, value going and doing a lot of things. So I ended up, my GPA wasn't high enough, so I had to end up taking the, the junior college route. And then you, over time, what did you learn in JUCO that really helped? Because I'm I'm doing a study on you, and I'm seeing that you're a guy who's become, over the years, more and more of a thinking dude. So you go from struggling in school to now a guy who's, who's reading Malcolm X and so on and so forth. What changed in your life? Uh, I just kind of just, when I started just realizing, you know, that what I what I my what I started to realize is the things that I was doing, it wasn't it wasn't my purpose. It wasn't like it wasn't meant for me to be going in that route. So like a lot of people just I just started to see my surroundings and, and figured out that I needed to change it and make a way for my, you know, paint a picture of where I'm from in a different perspective so people can see it. And just by me doing that I wanted to Changed my way of thinking, reading, just trying to learn about different people like Michael Mix and all those type of people, and it just made me just want to increase my and then and just fix my ways and just change for the better. So you mentioned how you got to Arkansas State. What in that last year there, especially, what took place on the field to help develop you and get you ready to be an NFL player? We just like every day, man. I, I always wanted. I always knew what my goal, end goal, and what I wanted out of football, and what I always wanted to do. So, I just worked my butt off, and you know, doing things that you know I feel like a lot of people wouldn't do, or doing the extra work when people will be doing something else. Even when you know, you know, when I came to Arkansas State, I didn't go home 
for spring break, I just stayed and grind and grind because I knew what I wanted. Me and a, a group of other fellas, too, they stayed as well. And I just wanted to get better and work on my technique. So I just felt like that's that's kind of like what the, what the separation was, just putting in more work and, you know, just trying to just better myself as a player. Now, Arkansas State, you know, it's not an SEC school. It's not, an Ohio, it's not a, a major Big Ten school like an Ohio State. So, but there are advantages to playing in a smaller school. There are. So what did you take the most from your time there that you'll carry with you the rest of your life? I feel like the biggest thing for me, man, is just like understanding that, you know, big schools have, you know, bigger platforms and bigger places, you know, for their athletes to get their name out. And I, and I, what I got, when I learned from it is just, you know, just putting yourself out there and just putting in the work and just understanding that you might don't get that, you know, that spotlight like a SEC player would get just because of the school. And you just got to keep working and just trusting your process and understand that, you know, your efforts will be rewarded when you, you know, get to a certain point. So that would be my biggest thing, just trusting the process. So the process now is taking you to the NFL draft. And, you know, through some of these hardships over time, now you have the big one, the knee. What NFL teams have you met with already? And what kind of feedback have you gotten from them? Uh, I've been talking to uh, the New England Patriots. I talked to them at Pro Day. I talked to the Atlanta Falcons. I also had a talk with the Oakland Raiders, and also the Tennessee Titans called me as well. Uh, I just did a, a a survey or something like that for the Detroit Lions, basically like a personality test or something like that, and I had to, you know, talk to them. And basically, like, everybody just saying the same thing. They just want to make sure my knee is just, you know, recovering and just making sure, like, it's good and, you know, they can rely and just trying to see what type of person I am. So I'm just, you know, trusting my process and just keep going, you know, no matter what the outcome is, we're going to keep working regardless. <laughs> So we are a Rams podcast, so I have to ask, have you heard anything from the Rams in interest at all? Uh, yeah, I had talked to the Rams when they came to Pro Day as well. They made me uh, get in, you know, check my weight and my height and stuff, just try to just see what the type of player, you know, see what my height and size was. And, you know, just I walk and talk with them and stuff like that. They were saying the same thing. So you, you, you mean, I'm just, as a Rams guy, we do need some edge rushers. I'm just saying. We could use, you know, we need some edge rushers out there. So we're, I'm particularly interested in you and what you can bring to a team. So can you tell me what your strengths and weaknesses on the field are right now? Uh, my strengths would be, man, my speed, my, you know, me being a, you know, 6'2 uh, guy. Getting, I'm able to get up under a 6'5 above O-lineman with my leverage and just work, you know, bending, you know, just because of the leverage I have on the O-lineman. Uh, I feel like I also can, you know, transition from speed to power as well. And I feel like with my uh, weakness, I just feel like anything that – I feel like I just need to work on all my game as a whole and just continue to get better as a whole. You know, I feel like if I'm working on just one thing, it limits me. And I just want to always, you know, elevate my game every time and every chance that I get. I read that you happen to admire Vaughn Miller and, and Julius Peppers. And what film have you studied on the different pros in the league, you know, to, to learn – to fine-tune that game that you talk about to just improve the all-around aspect of who you are to feel? Uh, when I watch guys, you know, like, you know, Von Miller, I just, what I learned from him is, you know, using your hands and getting up on the elbows and just try to just, you know, dip the tip as much as possible. 
And from like guys like, you know, Khalil Matthews, just, you know, that hump moves, you know, getting up on them as well. So you can, you know, execute it on a different type of level. And, uh, with Julius Pepper, man, I, he just, he just gets out there. He's, he was, he's relentless. Like, and I, and I just, you know, try to just measure my game, like how he works. He always runs into the ball, no matter if he's nowhere near the play. So I, I'm going to go back around here. What are you hearing right now about where you might go in the draft? Uh, everybody right now just, you know, they, everybody's saying free agent, you know, and, you know, unrestricted free agent and all that late round, late, uh, round in the draft. But I just feel like if any team, you know, they just give me the opportunity and they just see what type of player or they just, you know, want to really get to know me or they'll take the opportunity to understand they're getting a great player. Okay. So there's one more thing I want to get back to because when I asked you earlier, you got so into just talking about how you got started in the game that I, there's one piece of little information that we didn't get we didn't get to and it kind of goes full circle when did you realize that you had the potential to be in the NFL and make an impact in the game mm, i feel like just the the moment just just every every time it's like i feel like you know me just being grinding working out all the extra work i just felt like me just doing that just kind of just was for that end goal to be that impact player when i get to the NFL and just preparing myself for that moment when that time comes so now we're, that's all the business stuff now. Now here's the fun stuff. We do a, what we call the final five, all right? And it's just quick drill. We just want to get to know you as a person and what you enjoy and all that stuff. You ready? These are our yeah, final, final five questions of the interview. Okay, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Uh, the Boondocks. I'm sorry, what did you say? The Boondocks. The Boondocks, all right. All right, here we go. Favorite food? Uh, fried chicken. Fried chicken. Your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie would be All About the Benjamins. All About the Benjamins. Okay. Here we go. What is your favorite inspirational quote? Uh, my favorite inspirational quote would be, mm, I would have to say, it's a marathon. All right. And here's the big one. This is where I catch people a lot. If you could play for one coach in NFL history, any one of them, all right, who would it be and why? I feel like uh, I would have to say Mike Tomlin. That's surprising given some of the drama you've had the Steelers this year. Why Mike Tomlin? What what attracts you to him? Uh, he just – I just like, you know, in the past years before, despite all the stuff that's going on right now, uh, just seeing, like, you know, the type of passion that he has, and how he, you know, coaches those, uh, you know, those players up. And I just be seeing it, like, when I be watching, like, different types of stuff. And, yeah, and I like, you know, I feel like that, you know, I feel like he's a great coach, definitely. He would be one of them. Okay. Can you tell people where they can go and follow you? You you know, you're, you're a neat guy. It's really interesting watching your story. Where can people follow you and, and keep track of the process for you? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at uh, SmileYouBless. S-M-I-L-E-U-B-L-E-S-S. And uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, too, at uh, underscore mindset on Instagram. Okay. So as we get ready you know, to say goodbye, I do just want to ask you one thing in terms of, is there anything you want people to specifically remember you by as you head into the draft? Uh, just remember, man, uh, this story, I won't let nobody write my story on my own, so it's going to be a journey. And I'll, I'll see you all later.
up when I get there. All right. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching your journey in the NFL. And quite frankly, I hope the Rams give you a good look, man. All right. You too. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. You take care now. All right. So, again, really neat guy. What was your impression of him? Uh, yeah. Raheem Bingham's a, a, an interesting prospect. Was a really efficient pass rusher at Arkansas State. Uh, it was actually really interesting because we had uh, originally interviewed Malik Reed on our show and uh, talking with his agent and everything, his agent ended up reaching out to me asking if we could get Ron Heen on the show and, and bring him on, get him a little bit more exposure. So I was I was really happy we were able to do that and, and work that through. But Ron Heen's a, a really interesting guy, really good pass rusher, uh, suffered an injury, unfortunately, in 2018, and uh, that kind of put a hinder on his pre-draft you know workouts and everything so hopefully hopefully he can get healthy and and show the league you know what he's about was a was a really interesting guy when i watched him on tape so was able to kind of play with his hand down a little bit play standing up do a lot of good things so one of the things i noticed about him in the interviews especially he's very straight to the point he knows what he wants he knows how to get there he's very direct in how he wants to handle business He's a thinking person. He's really kind of moved on philosophy. So he'll be an interesting guy to watch once he gets to the league. And, well, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so before we get to the last part of today's show, we do want to invite you, if you are interested in sponsoring any one of our shows, and the time is now. While rates are a little bit lower, we're getting into the off season. You don't want those regular season rates. We, once we lock you in, we lock you in. So, if you want to sponsor Rams Talk Radio or any of our shows, just give us an email at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com or send us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. I'm sorry we have a satanic number. Sorry, it wasn't our choice. But we have a voicemail there. We have a me and Kit ready out to you, and hopefully we can make a good partner for you. We would love to have, we'd love to work with you and, you know, help get more exposure both ways. All right, so... The 2019 schedule is out. Now, the first thing I want to mention about this thing is there were several hoaxes out there. And i got to admit, I fell for one. It was really well played. I was really excited, too, because we had the Cowboys playing the Rams on Thanksgiving Day. And I cannot tell you how long I've been waiting for a Rams game on Thanksgiving Day. I'm serious. You're looking at me real weird right now. I know, short week, but I'm the history buff here. And it would have thrilled me to see this team play. And they took that from me. They took it from me. <laughs> hey, oh I would have loved I would have loved a Thanksgiving game too. My my day job, I work weekends, so you know, being able to be there on a Thursday and watch them on Thanksgiving while I'm eating good food and you know, hanging out with family, that would have been a choice, a really choice day for me. So Oh, I was thinking about finding a way down there. We get out of school I think on that Tuesday, we'll have Wednesday off. I'm thinking, well, I can go, can I? Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do that. And then you're like, the dude already on Twitter and said, yeah, he's like, yeah, I got y'all. And I'm like, oh, man. Every, and, every husband in America had already asked his wife. They were like, babe, I, I got to be there. Yeah, I know, right? But the schedule overall is interesting. The real one. The real one. Um, I'm a, I have to admit I'm a little perturbed. At week one, and I'll tell you why in a second. But let's go through it real quick, and then we'll start breaking it down. This year's schedule. Week one, Sunday, September 8th, at the Carolina Panthers at 10 a.m. Pacific time. 
Week 2, Sunday, September 15th. This is the one Saints fans are looking for. The New Orleans Saints come to town at 125 Pacific time. That's a national broadcast on Fox. Week 3, this is the one I'll be at. I'll be at a couple this year. Sunday, September 22nd, Cleveland Browns, 520 Pacific time on NBC, Sunday Night Football. Week 4, September 29th versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 105 Pacific time. Week 5, Thursday game. This will probably be a color rush game, I'm sure. Thursday, October 3rd at Seattle Seahawks, 520 Pacific Time, Fox, NFL Network, Amazon for that one. Week 6, Sunday, October 13th, the 49ers come to town at 105 Pacific Time on Fox. That will be the first time in a couple years the 49er game comes in when the Rams have not clinched a playoff berth yet. Over, so. over under on Jimmy G being available that game. Um, you know what? I'm going to go, I'll go even odds there, man. I'll go even. (laughs) Okay. Week seven, Sunday, October 20th at Atlanta at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Norm will be at that one. Week eight, Sunday, October 27th versus the Cincinnati Bengals in London at at Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, anybody want to go to that one? Anybody? That's a no for me, dog. Maybe I can win a trip out there for that. I have to win that trip. Week 9 is the bye. Week 10, Sunday, November 10th at the Pittsburgh Steelers at 125 Pacific time. I'll be there. Week 11, Sunday, November 17th versus Chicago Bears at home, 520 p.m. Pacific time on NBC Sunday Night Football. Week 12, Monday, November 25th versus the Baltimore Ravens on ESPN for Monday Night Football, 515 Pacific time. Week 13, Sunday, December 1st, at the Arizona Cardinals at 105 Pacific Time on Fox. Week 14, Sunday, December 8th, versus the Seattle Seahawks. Again on Sunday Night Football. Three straight home games on primetime football, folks. This one will be at 520 Pacific Time. Week 15, this one, I don't understand how this one is not on Monday night or Sunday night. I'm, I'm surprised why they would put the Rams and Seahawks twice in primetime. But here you go. This, not to the Cowboys, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sunday, December 15th at the Dallas Cowboys at 125 Pacific Time. That will be a national televised game. Week, week 16, this one is up in the year. It's Saturday or Sunday, December 21st, 22nd at San Francisco 49ers. Time to be determined, as is the network. So something's going on there. That, that might want to be on at night. Week 17, Sunday, December 29th versus the Arizona Cardinals at 125 Pacific Time on Fox. So there you go. There is a schedule. It is a... It's an interesting one. Very interesting sure. one. And, well, let's get going here. Week one. I am annoyed at this, Josh. Do tell. The defending NFC champion is relegated to a regular game on Sunday, September 8th. No Monday night game, no Sunday night game, no Thursday night game. Instead, they I get it to a degree. The Thursday night game, they are switching out from the Super Bowl winner, the Patriots, they're going to put the Patriots and Steelers on Sunday night. They're going to put the Bears and Packers on Thursday night. That's all in celebration of the 100th anniversary. But there's two Monday night games there. That kind of bothers me a little bit, that the Rams, the defending NFC champion, would not be in primetime there. I, I know, it's a little picky because you have five primetime appearances, but I really wish that there would be more recognition in place there for the defending NFC champions. Just yeah, think- I I hear that. I hear that. It's definitely disappointing that we we don't get a primetime game that week one, you know, coming off of the Super Bowl berth. 
after after being not the greatest team for quite some time, and then you know we make the playoffs, and then we make it to the Super Bowl. Let us let us show out week one, man. Let us show out week two. Sunday, since our 15th against the Saints, that's the big one like everybody's waiting for now. Saints fans are looking at this as a revenge game. Rams fans are looking at this as a middle finger game. F all of you dudes, okay? Put, put them boys on a Waffle House frying pan. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, I never, I have never seen one fan base turn on another so quickly. There used to be a lot of respect for the Saints fan base. Respects? Respect for the Saints fan base. And that all went away with the NFC Championship game where... Man, this the whining still continues, but still to this still, day, my gosh, it's April, folks! It's April, and a lot of the, you know a lot of the announcers and podcasters have moved on, but man, the fans just gotta let it go. Just gotta let it go. A uh, week three at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I live in Northeast Ohio, thanks to job. Okay, I will be there dressed in Rams garb, surrounded by my entire family who will be all in Browns garb. <laughs> Yay! Behind That's enemy lines. Fun. Behind enemy lines. So we're gonna. You go better. Through. We better win. We better win. Yeah, well, you know this. Was, this one's special to me. The very first game I ever saw for the Rams was a Rams Browns game on Monday Night Football. That's where I fell in love with the Rams for good. And it was just when uh, my dad, who had just come into my life, you know, he's he adopts me a couple years later, and um, that was the first part of a game we ever watched together. He had to go to work that night, so he didn't get to watch the whole thing. But just for a few minutes. We watched the Browns and Rams go, so this is why we're taking him. He's been a little ill over the years now, and um, we're going to take him to this game in September. And just a little special, this between him and I, and we're going to take the whole family. Hopefully, uh, that's awesome. Depends on who goes? So that's a big deal to me personally to uh, be able to go. And that night, I won't podcast. I'll just spend with my family, and we'll podcast the post game or have somebody else do the post game that night because that, that was just from my dad. Okay, Sunday, September twenty ninth, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eh. 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 Yeah. Should okay. should be a winnable game. Should be a winnable game. And that that's a tough schedule to start of the year, so that that would be a must win in my view, just to kind of get a win in the column because we come up next to week five, which is the the Seahawks. Alright. Speaking of those Seahawks, Thursday, October third, at Seattle, five twenty PM on Fox, NFL Network, Amazon. I'm guessing it'll be a color rush game. That's our that's that's our one Thursday game of the year. How do you feel about going to to Seattle so early in the year? Uh, <laughs> Seattle's a tough team, man. Like I don't I don't care who you are. Like they're just a tough team. Uh, going to their house Thursday night football early in the season. We're gonna have already played the Saints and the Browns as well. And I know the Browns haven't been great in the past, but they look to be talented on paper. And so I think they have a shot to to be a, a good team this year. Ah, man, coming off Saints-Browns, I know then we have the Bucks to kind of break it up a little bit, but then going to Seattle, that's going to be a tough battle. And if, if we can come out of that one with a W, I mean, we're probably in pretty good shape. And the following week, Sunday, October 13th, so 10 days later, 49ers, 1.05 p.m., rivalry game. It'll be nice then to get 10 days between the rivalry game. And yes, the 49ers are still a rivalry game to me. They always have been. Oh, yeah, they are They are to me too. And, you know, they get clowned on a little bit, and for good reason. But they, they made some moves in free agency. If they do well in the draft, 
if Jimmy Garoppolo comes back healthy and on his A game, they have a shot to be a dangerous team. Now, are they a team that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible? No, but they're a threat still. Well, here's the thing, too, is they are basically building to beat the Rams. That entire front seven now is being engineered to go after the Rams. So that's going to become a very interesting game. And hopefully by then the Rams will learn how to cover a tight end. Uh, I just want to put that out there. Kittle. Kittle killed us last time out. Okay, week seven. Sunday, October 20th at the Atlanta Falcons. That is a 10 a.m. Pacific time start on Fox. I am personally looking for some revenge, man. Losing that playoff game to the Falcons the year before. The Falcons go to the Coliseum, beat the living crap out of the Rams. I would like to see the Rams return the favor on their home field. It would be nice. How do you feel about that game? Uh, yeah, it'd definitely be nice to beat the Falcons, get revenge for that game that ended our 11-5 and season uh, before last season. Uh, shout out, though, to uh, the Falcons social media team. Like, I can't be mad at them. Um, oh, yeah, the Game of the, Thrones thing? Yeah, the Game yeah, of yeah, Thrones thing. That was, that was the best thing of my day. That made my day. But yeah, the Falcons game, I'm, I'm excited about that. I, I really like the Falcons. I think they've got some good matchups. So I think that's going to be a really exciting game. Oh, and the, Fal- the, the Panthers had one too. With the video game one. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see the Panthers oh, one. You, oh, you go you see the, the Panthers one. They had a video game introduction for every single game they had. All from oh. different, different games. It was pretty cool. So... They, you know, why couldn't the Rams do something cool like that? Jeez. I just, I just don't think that you can beat the Game of Thrones like the Ram comes in. <laughs> I know. I, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. I'm just saying the Panthers did a good job as well. All right. So week eight, Sunday October 27th versus the Bengals in London, the last of the international series for now, unless the, the NFL makes the Rams go to China, which that rumor is still out there. 10 a.m. Pacific no time on CBS – I don't. I'm not worried about this game. I think the I, the talent disparity there, no matter what the Bengals do in the draft, is is going to be huge. The Rams should handle the Bengals quite easily, but you never know between now and then what's going to happen. Yes, the uh, the master is not going to let the tutor beat him in this one. Uh, Zach Zach Taylor's got it in for him. So I, I just I got to think that one's going to be interesting at the very least to watch. Week nine's a bye. Week 10, Sunday, November 10th at the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. My birthday. My brother and I are going this game. He's a Steelers fan. I'm a Rams fan. I will be there to cause hate and discontent. So, yeah. yeah. I, I got to think that one's going to be an interesting one as well. The roster for the Steelers is no nowhere near as laden with talent as it used to be. But the Steelers always draft well. So this would be very interesting to come in there in November. Are you, are you going to bring home some terrible toilet paper? And wipe with it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but I got—I have to say that that one is still one of those traditional matchups, Super Bowl XIV. Uh, the Rams and Steelers have had a couple of interesting games over the years as well. I lost a bet as a as a elementary school kid on betting on a Rams-Steelers Monday night game, and that was, that was a blowout game in 1990. Horrible. Horrible. 91. I would, 91. I would. I was I was born in '91, so yeah. I, I just remember it was brutal. Was it '90 or '91? I think it was '90. Actually, it was brutal. Okay, week eleven, November seventeenth, Sunday. The Bears come to town for Sunday Night Football. I'm glad the Bears are coming to us this time. I can I can readily say that. I'm very glad I actually get a chance in some warmer weather. 
The Bears, though, have the right mix to beat the Rams. This one's going to be a tough one. Will the Rams' offense adjust to the things the Bears did, the, the Lions did, the Patriots did to really slow down this Rams' offense? We're going to find out in this game. What do you think? Yeah, that, that defense is definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. Definitely, I mean, out of all the teams we played last year, the Bears kind of were the best defensively at, at just shutting us down. Um, ah, man, well, until it was the just, came around. Yeah, yeah, obviously until the Super Bowl. But I really think that they kind of took the Steelers' mold, you know? Like, the Steelers were the first team that really, like, figured us out and caused us to not be able to do anything, in my the opinion. Steelers. Or, sorry, the Bears. What am I, see, you know what I mean, though. The Bears. Uh, well, I just look at the, what the Patriots did, though, is the Bears still gave a bunch of yardage. But the Patriots did, though, was employ the perf- just the perfect plan. And they executed everything. Absolutely everything. So I, I can't tell you. I can't really tell you how I feel about that game in terms of what the Bears will do. All I know is this. You know, football is a chess game. And sometimes it's played over a long time. And this is something Mike was talking about, too, a couple of weeks ago is eventually you have to move your chess pieces and adjust to what the opponent's doing. If you know opponents are attacking you one way, then you've got to find a way to counteract that. So I'm going to be really interested in the chess game that takes place between now and then and how Sean McVay is going to come back against teams that use that formula against the Rams. We thought entering the Super Bowl that problem had solved. And then we find out, no, no. The Rams have put some band-aids over it and they were shell-shocked when things didn't go their way. So hopefully... Come this time next year, we're talking about a team that rose and adjusted to all those things instead of being beaten by it again. That's what I'm hoping for. I definitely think that's a, that's a good possibility. I, I think that I'm hoping that Sean McVay is going to adjust and and you know do more with that offense against that Bears defense. So I think I think they will. Question is, it's still going to be a great defense, so it's not going to be a high scoring game or anything. It's going to be a pretty good game, hopefully. So week twelve, Monday. November 25th versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Weddle Bowl. Dun, dun, dun. The Weddle Bowl at 5.15 Pacific time on ESPN. This one's being called a trap game. I don't really see the trap game. I think the Rams are the more talented team here. If they're ready and ready, if they're ready to go, they're going to be fine. Is it is it really a trap game if a team made the playoffs or was close to making the playoffs? Like, Is that a trap game? Yeah, I don't know if you... To me, the Ravens, talent-wise, aren't, uh, aren't with the Rams right now. They have solid coaching. Yeah, yeah for sure. I agree. I just look at that roster and go, the way the Ravens are maneuvering right now, I think they're building more for the next couple of years and not now. That's why I think it's the Browns here to really step in. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I think that everybody needs to show up at the Coliseum that game, though. With They, they need to sell like Weddle Beards. Remember the year where they they had the Jeff Fisher mustaches that they were giving people. Don't they, remember. They, they need to give out Weddle beards. Weddle beards. Good lord. Okay, week thirteen, Sunday, Sunday, December first. I can't believe it's all the way to December first before we finally see the Cardinals. They'll be at Arizona. Arizona is quietly building a strong defense out there. Like they always seem to have one, but that defense is going to be solid if the Cardinals can finally put an offense back together. They're going to be dangerous again real quick. The question is, what will the Cardinals do in the draft? That's how we'll know how good they're going to be. I I still like the Rams to win here, though. Early predictions, anyways. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't really have much more to add. I think that the Cardinals should be swept this year, honestly. This year. This year. Sunday, December 8th, week 14. 
at home against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football at 5.20 p.m. I look at this game and go, Seattle always gives the Rams problems. It depends on health. Yep. It depends on, well, health. I'm going to go, Seattle knows how to play the Rams. The Rams know how to play the Seahawks. It's going to come down to, to the health of the roster and where people are at that time. That's usually where it falls at this point in the season, especially divisional games. I'm going to go, because it's a home game at night, I'm going to go Rams, but it's really a toss-up. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, if if for some reason the 49ers this year step up and kind of become that second second player in the NFC West, then you're kind of looking at maybe Seattle hasn't had the best year and maybe maybe they're fighting for a playoff berth or maybe they're eliminated from playoffs already. You never really know. I think that's going to be a big determinant in how tough that game is. Regardless of where we're at, though, like the Seahawks are always going to play the Rams tough. It's, it's kind of become a rivalry game kind of like the 49ers at this point, I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's a team where everybody's geared up, everybody's amped up and ready to, ready to knock people's heads off. So I I would love to see the Rams just demolish the Seahawks. I mean, that's like my happy place, but see Adam Sandler reference, Adam Sandler reference. (laughs) You guys will hear an interview real soon. You'll, you'll get what the inside joke here, but we'll, you know, 42-7, Forty-two to seven. That's all I'm going to say. I want to see that again. It's always fun seeing Pete Carroll get mad. Week fifteen, Sunday, December fifteenth, at the Dallas Cowboys, one twenty-five Pacific time. Hey man, I want this game bad. I want. I mean, yeah. this is a fun schedule this year at Dallas. I wish it was on prime time. You never know. By then, it might be in prime time. It might. Yeah, it could get flexed. It could always get flexed. We might see a couple flexes in there. Nothing's guaranteed. So, I'm looking at this game going rematch. Dallas is going to be better. They're going to be healthy. They're going to be better. Will the Rams be in the same place? We'll see. That one's at 125 on Fox. Week 16, that's the the flip-around game. We have no idea what day it's going to be, Saturday or Sunday, what time or anything, at the 49ers. The question is, will the 49ers still be in it? Will maybe, maybe not. Hopefully, I'm not looking back six months from now going, will the Rams still be in it? Hopefully, everybody's healthy and they're all right. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to be all right, I think. I, I, I have confidence. So, and week 17, week 17, Sunday, December 29th versus the Arizona Cardinals. You know, it really depends on where the Rams are. I honestly believe this division is going to be a three-way challenge this year. I think the Fortnite's going to be a lot better. They're made to beat the Rams. The Seahawks are going to be fine. So, we could actually have a meaningful week 17 game this year. And that could be good because I think at home the Rams will beat the Cardinals. If it wasn't, I, I was, I was, I was just going to say if it comes down to that, the Cardinals at Week 17 with a still rookie quarterback, probably, maybe, maybe, maybe Josh Rosen's there. Maybe it's Kyler Murray. We don't know. Well, we, uh, word is according, out. According, that according to our mock, it's it's Kyler Murray. So, well, the word is out that Rose is doing well <laughs> under Kingsbury right now. But honestly, I have no faith in Kingsbury as a as a pro coach no i i don't i, I don't no either I, I don't either i don't know why he got yeah I, I i just don't see it i, I if you can't if you can't handle a college program and then no other college programs were really going after you and then all of a sudden you've just got an nfl head coaching job and it's kind of like eh, okay all right yeah sure i'm gonna call it man he's a, he's gonna be a one or two and done Yep, I, I agree. I think that he's he's really just a one of those coaches that it was like the next Sean McVay. Let's let's get that, and it's like it takes more than just having a creative offense sometimes. 
in college to be Sean McVay. Alma, ma- alma mater, Josh. I know, I know. His alma mater. I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm agreeing with you right now. Like, I don't see how people see this guy as as ready for this. I, it's it's baffling to me. What did he do during his interview? Did he have one of those peace pipes he passed around and had a little something something in or what? He must have had some compromising photos of somebody. Like he was like, <laughs> "Hire me or else." And they were oh, like, let's "Not go there." All right, here, Wait, here's, I kind of went there. Here's the job. Yeah. So yeah, folks, you're talking about peace pipes. Peeps, hey, it could just be a peace pipe. It could be totally legal. Never yeah, okay. So, okay. Hey. Also, I missed it earlier. We are starting a podcast for both the Lakers and the Angels. Two separate podcasts. If you like what we do here, you could check them out. We're getting getting them together. We're fine tuning them before we start airing them, just to make sure we do the right thing. So pay attention for that. If you like the job we do, or Somewhat like the job we do, or okay, hopefully like the job we do. Go check them out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. Don't forget the Rams Talk Room group. You can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo. You can find Josh at RN underscore Kylo because he's a, he's totally a Star Wars nerd. Don't forget to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all those places. You can find iebeatradio.com airing our shows on Wednesdays and Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. For Josh, this is Derek C. Apollo. We'll see you this weekend. Happy Easter. Take it easy. Happy Easter. History hangs from the Raptors. Jalen Brown throws it. Down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You're over the big three carriers. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Now you can get unlimited with 5G included for just $30 a month on the nation's fastest, most reliable network. So break free from the big three and save with Xfinity Mobile. Take the savings challenge at XfinityMobile.com slash MySavings to see how much you can save when you get Xfinity Mobile and Internet together. Reduced speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Most reliable based on RootMetrics U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.